The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. John E. Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money, managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you create better financial habits, envision your long-term goals, and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of John E. Sistina and Company are on deck to show you the way. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Tracy Bennett. Joining me today are certified financial planners, Tyler Cook and Craig Konstantinovich. Good to be here with you both. How are you doing? So far, so good. Good to see you in the office. There's a lot of aspiring athletes out there. I'm kind of going to jump right into this. It's going to be a long show. We've got a lot to talk about. So uh, back to the aspiring athletes out there who are being given great opportunities to monetize their image. Uh, But there's a lot more to consider. It's a a big conversation that armchair coaches Mm -hmm. are having uh, at every sports event. I hear it at home. I'm sure you guys have conversations with yours. Uh, The hot topic for today is unlocking financial success, navigating the NIL landscape. So NIL, for those who don't know, what does that mean? Tyler? Yeah, it's your, your name, image, and likeness. So all these college athletes now have the ability to capitalize on what they're doing, what they've trained so hard for all these years. And there's been this debate back and forth, like, is oh, it yeah. good, is it bad? I think that's not the discussion today. That's the sports shows, you know, the sports <laughs> podcast. We're, we're taking a little different angle on it, but because it's, it's reality, it's here. And so mm-hmm. a lot of these kids are actually making money. So what does that mean from the bigger picture when you talk about their finances? Right. And this, I mean, again, you go back even a decade ago, and I mean, I you know, know at that point, one of the biggest things was, hey, NCAA football is coming out, or hey, March Madness basketball is coming out, all the video games kind of started to spew this idea being out there that, hey, maybe we should be compensating athletes for their name, image, and likeness. Uh, So it seems like finally, again, after many, many years of hot debate, it's finally here. But the other piece to all this, too, is you're dealing with people that don't have the financial literacy to really understand, hey, all of a sudden I've got this paycheck coming in that I've worked for, yes, but it's not a traditional paycheck where I have people taking out benefits or taxes or things like that. So how do I kind of navigate this world and what do I need to do? And that's what we're going to tackle. First, can I just say, as a mother of two grown men at this point, thankfully, I cannot imagine what the landscape looks like at the club level of these sports because, as I (laughs) recall, there were parents that were grooming their kids to be elitist athletes from age five, six, seven, when they could barely, they didn't have any gross motor skills to be able to manage or handle a ball or a teammate. I can't imagine what this is like, uh, what the conversations are like on the fields now. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can tell you, I see it. <laughs> I, and I, I try to keep the broader perspective with, with my daughter. She's, she's 14, and uh, we actually, last week, uh, Indianapolis, for a college showcase soccer tournament with 100 College oh, coaches there. Wow. At eighth grade. Now, wow. this was just the, something the club did. It's not, I wasn't like, oh, we've got to go do this. But there definitely is that kind of subset within the, even the parent groups that you see. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're banking on their, yeah. <laughs> their kids going to go to college on the scholarship exactly. for sports. And I, that might be great, but you might want to have some other backups in place. And so this NIL stuff, I think, too, to your point, just as a parent, I, I, I'm concerned a lot of the parents don't would know how to handle this, especially the nope. big time athletes, like the ones that are getting millions and millions of dollars from these deals yep. they're signing. That's concerning. So we'll hopefully give some tips today that people can can use and 
uh, put themselves in a good spot to not jeopardize and really set, yeah. set themselves up for the long run. Because if you do it right with some of this money these kids are making, they can they can set themselves up nice for retirement. Yeah, and for for an age span of seventeen to what thirty five, thirty eight years oh, no, old. No, no, or is it, is it no, no. Middle N-I-N-D- school. No, nil deals are going all the way down to even the nine, ten year olds at this point. The what? youngest deal yeah. was just signed by the nine by a nine year old in a youth football program. Football I, like U.S. football or football like international? U.S. football. Okay. I, I yes, can't, my, my mouth is hanging. Let me, just, <laughs> let me just close my jaw for a moment. I can't even fathom what that's like. Just just on the developmental side, which is not a show at all for us to be discussing, but just as a parent, I can't oh, yeah. imagine the pressure. So hopefully the insight today will help those that are that are kind of veining in that direction because it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. as a parent and as an athlete. So let's talk about monetizing the personal branding um, strategies, right? So how do athletes first approach um, the available revenue streams, you know, they'll have access to? Because that's got to be overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it it really comes down to who's approaching you with what. No two NIL deals are the exact same. I mean, you look here in Columbus, and again, not that we're affiliated or anything like that, but I mean, Rikers got, it seems like, the latest and greatest OSU football players that are out there advertising every single time. And they're getting, whether it be vehicles, deals, who knows what the NIL deals actually look like. But that may be a very different NIL deal than, you know, maybe branding on potato chips, uh, maybe branding on beef jerky. I mean, there's all sorts of opportunities that are out there. So the first thing that you want to do is you got to make sure you've got a team of trusted experts. You got to get a good accountant. You've got to get a good attorney. You've got to get a sports agent. And maybe these are people within your family. Maybe it is a parent that you choose to do so, and that's fine. But you got to make sure that whoever it is knows what the ramifications of you signing on that dotted line are going to be. Yeah, as soon as you sign, you're effectively a business owner. So that, that's what I, I don't think these kids get that yet. And they shouldn't really, right? Especially mm-hmm. not nine years old. Come on. <laughs> no, no, so no, that's, no. That's where the parents are, are, are going to have to learn this, these things as well, just some of the basic concepts of building that team. But in that process, too, what you have to be really conscious of is why is the per- this person or this team member telling me what they are? Why are they giving mm-hmm. me that recommendation? What's their angle? How are they being compensated? You can always kind of get down to the nitty-gritty if you ask that question. How are you being compensated? So especially in the sports world, like you hear the stories all the time about athletes going broke. Oh, yeah. These are, these are you know, a lot of NBA players, a lot of NFL players are broke. Uh, I think the stat was like 60% of NBA players are broke five years after they're out of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about that with Lawrence I'm becoming Wonderbar. a bobblehead right now. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm between the nodding of yes and the no- shaking my head of no. I oh, just, yeah. This yeah. is astonishing. So, yeah, so in that process, though, you have to have that filter, and it has to be taught. It has mm-hmm. to be learned. You're not, you don't have that filter naturally for most people. So I think from the standpoint of as soon as you sign, you're getting a 1099, right? Not to get too technical, but you're, you're not getting a W-2, like you said, Craig, with right. taxes withheld and benefits. It's a check, basically. Here you go. At the end of the year, you're going to get a 1099. So you're Good luck on your taxes. Exactly. You're, you're yeah. seen as a you're, like you're an independent ABC contractor. Airlines, you're seen as a subcontractor. Independent, yeah. Independent okay. contractor. So it's, here. here's your money, kid. Good luck. Now, walk yourself through the team. Yep. CPA and attorney are top of the list. Uh, hopefully, some they all eventually would get somebody like us too to oversee the bigger picture and make sure that the CPA and the attorney and the account everybody else are on the same page because that's easy to miss stuff, especially with. The, oh, yeah. Just think about the emotions behind it too. <laughs> These kids are seeing real money. Parents are seeing the real money. 
But it's not all money. Like I sent you guys an article last week about the, I won't name the name, but the athlete that signed a D- an NIL deal with an airline mm-hmm. for free you know, to, to go towards free travel. But the, the free travel was even limited. If you noticed in the article, it wasn't like you could take your family and your friends right. and go anywhere you wanted on vacation. It was more about this is these are the three categories you get to use this airline and we get to use your, your, likeness, your name and likeness on the uh, marketing. But I'd be curious, though, is... Is that taxable to him? Probably is. Oh, 100%. That's what my 100%. question was going to be. How do you monetize yeah. that? Yeah, other yeah. Than well, it's, I mean, just like frequent flyer miles. I mean, without those being on a credit card, I mean, if you do accumulate those or get that reward, yeah, it can be a taxable benefit. But, I mean, that that's why, again, you have to have an attorney that kind of goes through and outlines the contract because what if all of a sudden that player becomes injured? Does that now all of a sudden rescind that NIL yeah, deal I want to get there. to that. Yeah. You actually mentioned Reichert, so a local car dealership here in town, pretty big car dealer. One of our former quarterbacks at Ohio State signed a big deal, yeah. immediately transferred to Texas the year later. Yeah. I wanted to get to keep his car. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's oh, yeah. on the list of my questions. So let's. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Let's 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 just go through the categories before we get there. Uh, budgeting and financial planning, and we don't really like the word budget at our company mm-hmm. because it's 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 misleading and psychologically doesn't seem to work. So let's let's talk to people how we help people understand how to engineer the income and the expenses. Um, you know, it's a skill that many people struggle with, but how important it is to enlist uh, help to ensure that the earnings are managed efficiently. Yeah, I mean, just again, not just in that way. Yeah, just, I mean, looking at it here, the biggest thing, and, and again, like Tyler said, most of these deals is just, hey, here you go, here's your check. Um, and then you have to kind of figure everything else out from there. So the first thing that you have to do kind of budgetarily, it, it, budget, cash flow, whatever you want it to be, is Number one, this may be your one shot. This may be your one NIL deal. If God forbid something does come up and maybe you're not as prominent of a name anymore, you may not see another check or another deal that comes across the table. So the first thing you really have to do is understand, okay, well, what taxes are going to be owed if I do nothing? And then the second piece is this is one of those things where we talk about life-changing events, trying not to make a big decision within at least a year of it happening don't go out there, buy your parents a house, buy the most luxurious car you can. Great advice. Take some time to really that. soak that in. Because, yeah, if this is a $10 million check, you know, a lot of times the reason why players go broke is because, oh, my friends needed this. Oh, I, I wanted to go out and have fun at doing this activity. I wanted to fly and see the Taylor Swift concert down in Brazil or something crazy like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, in all seriousness, you, you, you see life changing money in front of you and you say, Hey, I may never get another shot. Let me live it up. And now all of a sudden it could completely be gone before you know it. I I fear that's what's going to happen to most of these deals. I really do. Especially nine year old. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. The nine year old thing is. Of course. Uh, I think universities too have a responsibility to to promote financial literacy into other. And I I know Ohio State is locally here in town. I've I've seen some of those things are starting to uh, curriculum wise to have some, some very cursory reviews of here's what you should do and consider. But the implementation part is where where it lacks. And that's that's common for anybody's financial plan, right? You can mm-hmm. be taught these things, but whether or not you implement it is the hard part. So, again, having a coach not on the field but on the financial side for these kids is going to be important. And, I, again, the parents, it goes back to the parenting for me for a lot of this. Right. If it's mismanaged early on or if their experience was, was mismanaged as, as a parent early on, then what are they going to do to their kids, right? right. It's, it's one of those things, too, where it's – I can see from a parent's perspective, like club sports. Oh, yeah. Really expensive, right? Yep. Maybe some of the parents might be, you know, hey, it's time to pay me a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. Pay me back, son, right? And there there may be a financial planning mechanism that you can do that through your business, but... No, go there, seriously. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, so, 
you know, as you look at it, if you are going to be your own business, you're going to need advice. You're going to need other advisors. You're going to need people to help you. So if all of a sudden, you know, let's say you do have that $10 million NIL deal and you say, you know what, I need some proper guidance. Um, you talk with your attorney. Maybe there is something like a power of attorney that comes into effect. Maybe you do some of the other estate tax maneuvers. But more importantly, you're a business owner now. So when you do subcontract, when you do hire additional assistance, you now create a different opportunity for people to help reduce your tax liability while still giving them some of the money that they're due. So instead of just doing an outright gift of a million dollars to your parents, if you instead put them on payroll and they earn that million dollars through working, through everything that they're doing, now you aren't paying taxes on that money. It's going directly to your parents. Now you've shifted what the tax environment looks like for them. Now they've got opportunities to set up their own retirement plan, make sure they have proper insurance in place, make sure that they've got all of their expenses that can be tax deductible included. Now you've gone and taken another step and you've done what you want in helping out other people, but also ensured that you're not the one that's going to consistently be giving them the gift, that they're going to have to tote some of the tax burden with it along with you. So that way it's not all on your shoulders. Yeah, that's, I agree. <laughs> to say that succinctly, too, it's just it's hire, hire your family members. Yep. Now, like, carefully. probably not like your third cousin and all these crazy things. <laughs> I was going to say, carefully. Yeah. But carefully, yeah. yeah. But if, if, if somebody's there, like, certainly in, in the world, too, with parenting, there's there has to be a defined role. Right? Can't yeah. just be like, I love my parents. Here's the money. No, what are you going to do? What's your job description? What are you actually going to perform for the business that is now this child, right? That's that's the business. It's their, their name, image, and likeness is their business. What duties are you going to perform to mm-hmm. earn the income that's that's uh, equivalent to what you would pay somebody else? But by doing that, you create opportunities, Craig, to your point. Yep. And that's a great tool to use. Boy, I cannot – I'm sitting here imagining and I, I'm, I'm thinking about all the celebrities who fell into the trap of tr- entrusting family members and mm-hmm. even professionals. So to say – stay proactive and be involved even at the financial end of things to ask a 17 year old or a 10 year old or 12 year old that's just obviously not possible so you really have to trust that your parent and and team is doing what's right for you it's well and the other piece that you add into it too is if you do have people most states the age of majority is age 18 if now you are starting to engage into some of these contracts and some of these deals with minors now you've opened up an entirely separate can of worms because now the parents legally have to be involved because the minor usually isn't equipped to be making these decisions. So they normally have to be co-signed by the parents. So you've already created a conflict of interest, if you will. So now all of a sudden it becomes an even bigger burden. So here's, here's a sort of a question. I don't even know if we know the answer to this and if it's part of the NIL landscape. Is the, are the powers that be doing anything to protect minors from their from their potential overseers, be it parents or custodians, whoever I, I they are. I don't know how they how think they about could that. Is that legally? You know, yeah. they could give guidance, but as far as like monitoring it, I wonder if they're checking. I mean, I it seems like they would need, they would have to create some sort of protocol to touch well, the corporation, even at the maybe at the the collective level or the corporation level, to touch to make sure that the the funds are being and managed is, properly. Yeah, and this is where the devil's advocates have always come out and kind of contested this whole NIL deal because they've seen how m- how many times parents may take advantage of their kids or take advantage of the situations. So, again, to your point, Tracy, you would hope that there's something that's overseeing it, but even at the collegiate level, if we take the minors out of it, even at the collegiate level right now, they're struggling to monitor who's doing what, what universities are there, and now you also start to get 
two sets of governments involved. Mm -hmm. You have different state governments that are offering their advice, their input, their determination of what they feel is appropriate. And then you have the federal government that's looking at it and saying from their level, well, what do we see it as? Then you have the NCAA that's weighing in on it as well. So you've got all of this turmoil here, and that's where this still being a fairly new thing, the landscape is going to change dramatically over the next five mm. years, let alone the next 10 years. So all we can do right now is what good, prudent advice can you do? So first thing to Tyler's point, it's your name, image, and likeness. You represent you. If you go out there and do something foolish, get in a fight, get in an accident, say the wrong things, tweet or X the wrong thing. Now, all of a sudden, your value has likely diminished. So now, all of a sudden, maybe you're not getting that million-dollar NIL deal. Maybe you're only getting a $50,000 NIL deal, if at all. So it's another thing, too, where you not only have to worry about how are things being managed personally, but what are you promoting yourself to be and who are you affiliating yourself with? Very slippery slope. There's a reason the quote exists that it says images everything mm -hmm. used to just exist in the office place. But now here we here we go. This is a completely different landscape. And we may have already covered this, uh, but the risk management side, this sounds to me like this is part of the risk mitigation. Um, and is there any and we're not attorneys, of course, but is there any are there any kind of steps that athletes can take in addition to what you've provided to kind of protect themselves and their image? Yeah, I'd, I'd say this is probably for the larger NIL deals. Mm -hmm. Like not, not, for example, like EA Sports came out a few weeks ago and said, <laughs> if you're in the game, you get 600 bucks in a copy of the game, right? Like a one-time deal. So $650 total right. for the most part. Right. That's probably, that for some kids, that's, that's it, right? And that's, that's fine. But this, the idea I'm going to go with is more for kind of an ongoing or larger mm -hmm. commitment, you know, millions of dollars. Again, your business, business has certain liabilities, but also it's kind of like when we talk about other professionals, like physicians and dentists, they kind of have a target on their back with society. You know, if you're in a car accident, doctor hits you, right? That's the thing. Okay, now a doctor hit me, right? They're in their scrubs coming home from work. Now it's, it's just a, it's a, uh, an image thing, or like you talked about, it's perceived a certain way. But you have to think yourself as, as a business owner, you have to think of it in the sense that what are my risks? What am I surrounding myself with? So immediately if you hire somebody mm -hmm. or you start contracting with other people, then you have liability exposures. So I think that the first and foremost, one thing people should look at is what are my, what are my uh, liability kind of blind spots because mm -hmm. you might think that you got it covered. But again, to the team members, hiring a qualified insurance broker who can shop out coverages. In this case, you probably need commercial coverage, not personal, right? So, Well, you probably need both, but yeah, you definitely correct. need yeah. commercial. For the Absolutely. business side, you need the commercial piece. So um, <laughs> I think the first thing is, is just that's where our minds go to as planners mm -hmm. is yep. what, what's the worst case scenario type situation. That's where the liability protections come in. So uh, again, looping in the right team member as part of your business as an NIL athlete, right, receiving compensation, you got to think of yourself that way. You're no longer just, you know, Joe Schmo. It's LLC after that. <laughs> yep. And that's another thing we didn't get into, but you probably should set up a business entity. Yep. Not just the sole proprietorship. So you want to probably establish an LLC if it's just going to be. Tyler Cook, LLC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's as easy as it is. Yeah. Yeah. You file some paperwork with the Secretary of State. A little tax return, it can actually be pretty simplified on the tax side. Mm -hmm. uh, or it could be complex if you really wanted to. Sure, sure. But it's, again, you're a business. Is that, that what think like a business. celebrities, models, and actors do? I mean, is that the same kind of concept? They can. There's definitely a different echelon for them as well because they make money in different ways, whether it be appearances, whether it be royalty checks, whether it be other outright deals that they have organized. They've got different income streams that are coming in. Certainly the athletes, depending on the NIL deal, could 
have something that's similar to that. Um, but right now, just for simplicity's sake, we're trying to maybe focus more so on kind of that lump sum or that one-time deal that you're signing off on. All right. Moving forward to taxes, and we're not accountants, uh, but let's give some insights as to how might the different types of NIL deals, such as endorsements, sponsorships, and promotions be taxed differently? Social mm-hmm. media, is, do we know so, the answer to that? Oh, uh, yeah. In gen- generally speaking, it's it's income. So it's ordinary income. So just like if you were working at McDonald's or Wendy's, it's ordinary income. It's taxed the same way. The key is going to be, and because it's 1099 payments, making sure that they earmark a portion of their income to pay the tax bill. Yep. Because instead of having like a monthly paycheck or a biweekly paycheck, they're going to have to probably pay estimated taxes. And that's going to be a surprise for some that maybe forget that and then get hit with penalties come tax time. So they'll pay their taxes once a quarter instead of every paycheck if they're doing it right and have a good CPA on the team that's guiding them. So, uh, but that's, that's a complicated piece to the tax side. I think overall though, it's income, it's, it's taxable. Uh, mm-hmm. what tax bracket you're in, all those factors are considerations that, that can change where you're at and your overall tax bill to do. But again, creative tax planning being proactive is going to be key. I fear most of this will be, hey, it's April. I got I made a million bucks last year. What do I got to do now? And of course, that's too late. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the other piece to all of it too is, you know, for professional athletes, at least when they go out and they earn their paycheck, it's based off of the, the state that they're in, where they play the game, that actually creates, okay, now I have to file a state income tax return with California if I play in California for whatever event is going to be interesting to see as well kind of how the NIL deals are structured because you have a lot of these collegiate athletes that are away from home. Is the NIL deal based off of their home state? Is it based off of where they're playing? Is it based off of a nationwide opportunity? Because now you get into not only federal taxes, but if you do live in California, but you're playing a majority of your time and your deal is based in Ohio, are you going to be able to establish residency there so that way you don't have to pay California state income taxes on that money? I wonder if C.J. Stroud did that. Uh, you know, Should I had you, Craig. <laughs> That's a great, I mean, it's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. And that brings us to long-term financial planning. I mean, when you've got your face and likeness on a bag of chips or on a marketing piece for a, a company that flies planes, how is that monetized in, and incorporated into your overall financial goals and, and helping to build your wealth in retirement? Yeah, I mean, it again, if it's, it all not, de- if it's not like tangible cash. Well, it, and that's where it depends on these deals. And, and that's where I know we're trying to be, you know, as, as broad as we can be with some of this. But for instance, let's say that someone signs a deal and it is that million dollars upfront one-time payment. Well, that's all taxable within that one given year. How do you plan long-term for that? Well, you try to mitigate and pay, again, your fair share of taxes. But if you have a good accountant, you're going to try to organize things so that way you could pay the least amount in taxes immediately while still being able to access the money in the future. But if you do have some of those NIL deals where it is more so like a royalty check or where it is going to be something that's going to be received multiple years, well, now that may soften the tax burden. That may create a better opportunity for planning. And it may not be just kind of that one-time shot you may be able to better plan and better invest or allocate that money towards whatever your goals are. Um, so it really comes down to, again, having that attorney explain what are the pros and cons of the contract? What else do I need to do? And then you can kind of figure things out from there. Getting five cents for every bag of chips they sell. I mean, I wonder how that works. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see some of the behind the scenes. On I'm those curious things. about mm-hmm. that. Do they yeah. give them a lump, you know, ro- it's like almost like royalties would be parallel to music, right? Right. Yeah, right. 
All right. Professional advisory needs. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to kind of get in a little in depth into the financial planning aspect of it because we're comprehensive. We believe that comprehensive planning um, beats focusing and chasing the rate of return. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's all about enough. That's the entire concept. So these deals, though, I think are structured around more. Oh, yeah. I think the whole name, image, image and likeness thing was certainly about more money for these student athletes. Again, another conversation. But the idea there as far as the concepts to implement in a plan would be just, for, again, what's what's enough for you to achieve your goals? Mm-hmm. Nine-year-old doesn't have, <laughs> doesn't have goals, right? What's the next video game? Legos. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Legos, <laughs> right. video games. Wants to have friends over for their birthday party. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. It's very short-term focused, right? Mm-hmm. Pokemon now, you get some, <laughs> Now, you get, you get college-age kids, and, and uh, we, we do some volunteer work with different universities, and I did one yesterday, actually, Tracy, with you, and uh, really sharp kids at early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, they're, they're capable. People are capable in their early 20s to think bigger picture in the mm-hmm. long term. Uh, but do you, do you really have the, the foresight to then realize, to your point, Craig, this might be it. Yeah. This might be it. I, you know, I, I might have a great college career, have a four-year NIL de- deal, and get hurt my first you know year in the big leagues, right? Yep. That's that's a real thing. So if you have that foresight to look beyond just your feet and look out to the horizon to see how can I use this money to set me up correctly for the long term, then you start talking about ideas like opening retirement plans. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you cover your immediate needs with building a cash reserve. Um, yes, live a little. Oh, yeah. Spend some of the money. Enjoy your hard work. Yeah. Right? It's not all about the end game. But that's that's a balance, of course. So you kind of go through the process, Tracy, the financial planning process. Getting organized is, is the, the key to the whole process, and then just staying disciplined with your goals and having that bigger picture vision. And don't get pigeonholed just what's in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can parlay into like again setting yourself up with certain business retirement plans, but personal retirement plans, um, charitable giving needs. I mean, there's all sorts yeah. of things you can get into. So uh, just starting small and, and building that goal list, I think, is critical for these business owner. NLI kids, NIL yeah. kids. And I mean, to take it even a step further, it's it's even prioritizing those goals. Yeah. I mean, realistically, and I've, I've seen it even when it's just a small inheritance, let alone a large windfall like this, you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork with business deals, with investment opportunities, and who knows how many of those are going to take off. I know Shaquille O'Neal is one of the better ones as far as actually finding businesses and investing in them properly, but you shouldn't just immediately jump, hey, I've got a buddy that's getting ready to have a tech startup company that they're working on with their buddy in their garage. I want to throw in $50,000. You get five or six of those. And now all of a sudden you've got a large amount of your money that could go belly up and you could never see again. So it's one of those things. But the other piece too, is to your point, Tyler, about charitable giving, you've got to understand what some of the ramifications are about some of those bigger goals and those bigger priorities. If you are someone that is very pro charity, that's fantastic. That's wonderful but you also don't want to fully fund that money towards a charity if you don't know if that's going to be the last bit that you're going to get because there's usually no take backs at that point. Yeah, it's gone. Money's gone once you right. give it. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's one of those things where, you know, again, not that you want to just sit back and, you know, just hoard your cash for a good long while, but it's also balancing living for today, you know, and really thinking about, okay, well, if I live for today, is buying that house really something that I want in order to live for today? Is buying that car going to be something that I want to enjoy and live for today? Because then the other piece, too, is any of those big financial decisions you make when you have this large sum of money, it's fantastic. But what's it going to cost after the fact? And that's what a lot of people don't necessarily look at is the cost of ownership for a lot of the things that may be purchased when money's good. You're still going to have that cost of ownership when things are bad. 
So you've got to be able to balance that in both ends of the spectrum. When we talked a little bit about insurance planning, I mean, people don't think about insurance planning when they think about NIL. They're, 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 they're seeing the deal. They're seeing the money. They're thinking money. Um, they're not thinking about protecting, mm-hmm. protecting that. So what, are, what, what kind of let's – give, let's give two tips, three tips, uh, first maybe first three steps to take um, when someone's on the, on the hinge of getting an NIL deal. Yeah. Uh, so it starts at the business level first, right? Protect the entity, mm-hmm. which is yourself, essentially. Um, but create the, the proper liability structure, which then leads you down to the proper insurance coverage. And it's more about the, again, you get sued scenario or, or you injure somebody, things like that where somebody's coming after you. Um, and then I would take it into the personal side, too. I think of, like, the kid that would is going to buy that new car. Well, car insurance is not cheap these days. Um, mm-hmm. Are they opting for the proper coverages? Like Because, you know, not all car insurance companies are, are created equal. Right. We see that quite a bit. But, but again, really fine, going with the fine-tooth comb kind of down, what are your exposures? And a good, a good personal risk advisor, it's kind of a, a new name for insurance agents, uh, they will ask you on a phone call, like, what are your daily exposures? What do you do? Where do you drive every day? What's your daily interactions with are other people? Are you jumping out of airplanes? Yeah, right. right. No, yeah. <laughs> that's part of things on questionnaires that you see. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's a critical piece just to work through and then, and then have a proper team member guide you on the right path for the right insurance. And we know enough. We've seen these things over the years, but we're not insurance agents at all. But we know some things to look for. And what's mo- most importantly, we look for what's excluded on these, some of these coverages. So it's easy to jump at like the cheapest offer. And, I've, and again, I fear some of these people will probably do that. But um, yeah. I think if they have some coverage, better is better than nothing for sure. So yeah. got to use that filter. Boy, the coverage. I, I'm sitting here in thinking back in the news in the past, some behavioral things that took place with some pretty – a high high level local celebrities you're you're really insuring your choices as much as your image mm-hmm. you know if you're a, you're in the wrong place at the right time wrong to place at the wrong time or you're in a bar and you've had too much to drink and you get into a fight you know that's your liability well, if you will have an NIL deal man that's that's huge i, I worry about i mean we're talking about college kids right Someone's going to antagonize that. Maybe right. try that angle to right. so mm-hmm. then hope that they get punched in the face so they can go sue them and get their NIL. Oh, yeah, yeah. great That's, point. So again, you better have. So right insurance team. is really, yeah. really critical. Yep. yep. What about the What about the investors? I mean, <clears throat> we've come from the, the the perspective of the athlete, but what about the investors? Um, you know, the the colleges are. I, I think most of these NIL deals are supported by big boosters, right? Big corporations, mm-hmm. but the colleges, I think, are still coming to. The collective, I dare say, right? The the average fan, right? And asking for donations. And right. there's no guarantee. Like you said earlier, the athlete could be on top of the moon today and gone tomorrow. So for these, are there actual investors um, in the finance world that actually support these deals? I don't think it's from like a investment in terms of Just what you individuals. think traditionally. It's, yeah, it's more about you want to support your alma mater or uh, I guess there could be kind of a now that I think about it, kind of a cynical way to look at that. Like, I want to get the best athletes here so my team wins the most championships in the university. Uh, gets no, the money. never. <laughs> never happened, right? Never. I mean, just look, I mean, seriously, look at what happened with the transfer portal this, this uh, offseason with Ohio State football. Mm-hmm. Some big names coming in, and you better believe NIL was a huge chip in that fact, in the negotiation part well, of it. It's, that's it's what like, they're doing. They're, go- they're negotiating. Oh, it's not 100%. just say, come to our school, kid, we're great. It's like, we have this to offer you as well, and here's the check. So, and Tracy, to your point, the other piece of all this, too, and Tyler, we were joking about this a little bit in between but as we were getting ready for today it's not just the players that nil is impacting it's the coaches i mean texas's football coach steve sarkeesian he had in his contract drawn up that he had access to a private jet 
that he had tickets to the games, that he had other opportunities to spoil potential NIL candidates or other potential players to come in. And, oh, yeah, he negotiated his contract to steadily increase over $10 million every single year. So no big deal there. But, I mean, it's real because not only are you fighting now to keep the players on your team, constantly on your team, you've got that private jet access because, hey, all of a sudden I just heard that, you know, Nick Saban retired down at Alabama. Now his entire recruiting class is available. I want to get to that five-star guy that's going to, yes, require a lot of NIL money, but it's going to make my team better. I need to get there now. How else do I do that? Private jet. What about the minors? So what about, I, I, I recall a story where there was a some kind of a cruise and there were a bunch of athletes that were supposed to go on the cruise, but it was <clears throat> it was for over twenty one, and so some of the NIL deals, some of the some of the folks that were had deals couldn't take the cruise, but they had the deal, and they decided to pay it forward and put it towards charity. So what does that do? You know, is that are you, you're giving up your entire deal, right? You're, if it's a one shot NIL agreement, you're giving that up as a what a sixteen year old because you can't go on the cruise, right? And depending on what that stores, that may be a charitable gift, which may fit into your tax planning strategy, which needs to be reviewed with your accountant. But the parents, because it's a minor, right? Well, well the minor <laughs> can still earn income, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the minor can still have income. Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah. But does the and, minor and file a tax return? <laughs> What's that? Does the minor file a yeah. tax return? They can, depending yeah. on their earned income. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends on what... There's, that's the whole tax planning piece to it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, NIL broke Nick Saban. He said <laughs> oh, that. Sure did. He's like, I'm sure out. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm retiring. I'm, I'm done at Alabama. <laughs> but you're, you're exactly right, Greg. It just opens up opportunities for schools to generate more revenue through the players that are coming in, mm-hmm. which the schools benefit significantly from it in the back end. So uh, as far as the individual like investment idea, though, Tracy, I don't think it's a – at least I don't think most people are donating thinking – I'm going to see something in this. They just want to see their team team win. Mm-hmm. And then get angry. And then, uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it yep. blows uh, up in their face. I'm really curious to see how this plays out next year, too, especially in college football with the, the playoff the expanding. Expanding, yeah. And just it's a whole new landscape now for the entire situation. But I think NIL is being led prim- primarily by college football. Oh, yeah. And then the other sports have, have followed. Usually, that's a great segue to my next question because football and basketball are to the, the two easiest sports, right, to raise money. What about and and I think these deals apply across the NCAA D one D two D three all the way down middle school mm-hmm. right. So what about some of the schools that are less renowned, maybe smaller, don't have the resources that the bigger schools have? What how how does that all fit into this? That see that's where I I love it for those kids that wouldn't get the national exposure to actually be able to make some money. I, mean, I think it's really neat. Oh yeah. But you've got, again, same thing, your business owner, put your business owner hat on and, and just follow the, the prompts correctly. But I, I don't think it's uh, – like the bigger deal is going to be at the, at the D1 level. Oh, yeah. You might get some like TikTok star or something like that who makes money from things like that. But it's it's not going to be a, hey, I play for this school and this is why. It's more like I'm a college athlete and here's what else I can do, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Fashion, design, whatever it might be. And there's a few of those that are out there now. Right. Yeah, I mean, realistically, uh, you know, they've given us the examples. And Caitlin Clark, star of the Iowa Iowa female basketball team, um, she's out there right now, and I think she signed one of the largest NIL deals, and I think it was like a million dollars. Whereas you have college football right now, and I think Arch Manning down at Texas signed a five million dollar NIL deal, and that was just the first one that he had signed. So there's going to be different opportunities. There's obviously different exposure for different teams, different boosters, those kind of things. But the bigger picture is, you know, when when you have someone like that, I'm pretty sure Caitlin Clark, what she did was she bought 
her entire team all brand new shoes. And that was like one way that she celebrated getting this NIL deal. So you'll still have things like that that happen. But to your point, you know, yes, there are going to be some schools that, you know, can't compete with the Ohio States. Not that that's necessarily changed even from where we were before NIL, but you're now going to be having these business owners that they're going to be looking at it saying, well, if, if this is my one shot, if all I've got is maybe these five years in college that I can make this money because I'm not going to go pro, how can I get my brand out there to make the most money? Do we know, and this, sorry, this is a dumb question. Uh, do we know if there's a maximum opportunity? So you, you max out at five deals, you can have 10 deals, or is it just unlimited any, any corporation can come to I think you. It's about how good your attorney is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I wonder about that. But yeah, that. I, I would think if, if I was in that position, I Especially would not a want minor. to be captive. Yeah, yeah, I would want to be captive to one thing. If it's about my name, image, and likeness, I want to be on every bottle of is there, I is there some? Do we know if there's an, is an NCAA rule that says you can't know. have more than one? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I think the NCAA is still trying to figure it all out. <laughs> no, they sure, it's, they it's, sure it's, are. It's, Might have just given them an idea. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, right now, as far as I can tell, it's, you know, you got to still find that balance. Again, these are student athletes for the most part. So you are trying to find that balance between how do I make money? How do I stay true to my craft? But how do I also continue with my educational career? And it's a very fine line. And you, you got to make sure that you don't overextend yourself because if your play starts to slip on the field, now you're not as valuable to people. Now you don't get as many deals. So it's one of those things where it's all about your time management and your own capacity, which some people could do. 20 deals. Other people may be only able to do two deals. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's all about what you can balance. Man, dog eat dog from, from age, age eight up, man, you better be the best at what you do. Talk about taking it up to the next level. Like it could get any worse. You (laughs) be the best you can be. That's insane. So the takeaway is that NIL gives athletes new chances to make money, grow their brands and connect with fans while spicing up college sports marketing with fresh ideas, but it gives us a great platform for conversation (laughs) and opinion. And uh, we certainly hope that if you have questions about your NI deal or your child's potential NIL deal, that you'll give us a call. If you're ready to take control of your own financial future, contact us for a complimentary consultation with one of our certified financial planners. We're glad you tuned in. We hope you'll come back. We are managing to be wealthy. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Managing to be Wealthy podcast. We help you make the most of your money without any hidden fees or commissions. Remember, the best investment you can make is in yourself and your financial future. Keep listening for more expert advice and tips. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. To schedule a one-hour complimentary consultation to discuss your financial concerns, visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com.